welcome to Full of Words, the podcast where Sue and CJ explore the power of language and effective communication to drive business success. Join us for practical insights and thoughtful discussions as we explore compelling book writing and persuasive copywriting strategies while having a few laughs along the way. Welcome everyone to Full of Words, episode number five. I have the lovely CJ here from Catherine James Creative and we're going to talk about how to get started with your business website and the words that you need to really hone in on so that you can actually create amazing content and get traffic to your website so that you can actually sell to them. Welcome, CJ. It's very exciting. I love this topic. Let's go. How are you? Thank you, Sue. I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I love talking about this topic. Actually, I could probably, again, talk underwater, as so you might have cut me off here and there. Your website is really important to nail the content on there. Whether or not you understand what SEO copywriting is, search engine optimized copywriting, It doesn't matter whether you know what it is. It's just the idea of how it works. In its simplest sense, Google is looking through your website and looking to find related search terms that your clients are searching for. When I say clients, customers, it could be readers. If you're an author, it could be people you want to reach in a certain community. They're looking for information online like we all do when we go onto Google And if your website has the words that people are looking for, then Google will show you as a result in the search engine. What it means is you really want to be clear about what you do, what you offer, what the value is that you provide to people right on that first homepage. Sometimes I'll look at people's websites. They'll ask me to come and do an audit of their website. And the first thing I'll do is look at right on the very front page what shows up right at the start. It's an old, they use an old advertising or sort of newspaper term called above the fold. I don't know if you've heard that one, Sue. I have. And just to cut in, and I'm sorry, I've also heard that you have, I think it's only a few seconds to actually grab the person that's landed on your page to grab their attention. So if whatever you've, the words you've got there, don't capture their eye within a few seconds, they'll just exit away and move on to the next person is that That is exactly right I think it's something like 1.6 seconds and the reason for that is if you think again about your own behavior when you enter a term into Google you want what it is you're looking for so say you're wanting to take up mosaicing something like that you want art and craft you want the supplies and you probably want it near you so that's a really common search term people put in is the product near me you know so art and craft supply shop near me And then Google will show those particular art and craft supply shops. If you happen to put in mosaicing tools as well, probably used a bad word there. That's not an easy one to say. (laughs) So now I'm going to have to keep going and saying mosaicing. But if, say, if you have put in, you've entered mosaicing and as the person selling it, there's a blog on there about mosaics and supplies and what they sell. If you click on that and you go straight to that link and you've gone, oh, this is exactly what I want because Google has taken you right to the place where they sell the product near you, then that's going to grab your attention. So that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the job done and that they're going to buy from you, 
but at least what they've entered into Google is what you've provided on your website. So they're now interested. Okay, well, where is this? When is it open? Who's that? What's behind this company? You know, people start to search a bit more. But if, say, you haven't answered their initial question, then that's when they're going to go, "Mm, no, too hard, don't understand, click, and they'll go to the next query. Because we're all time poor, busy, we're all looking for what we want and I'm using them as generic search engine. I think it's 95% of searching is done by Google. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The other search engines work the same, but Google have a specific strategy in which they boost quality content and authentic content. They've been through a whole series of updates themselves. I think you've heard of this keyword stuffing where people used to go, oh, Google's looking for this particular word. And so you'd see ads for things and it would be like, get your books here, books, books, books. Yeah. And it made no sense. It was just a whole heap of words that made no sense whatsoever. I'm grateful that Google does these algorithm updates because it actually helps us as their customer. Absolutely. And surprisingly, I mean, Google is such a massive company and one of those ones you really, you know, there's a lot of negativity about the company as well. But their overall emphasis is trying to get the information into the hands of the people who want it. And that could be people wanting to learn a language online. It could be people wanting to find what's wrong with their child in the middle of the night. So these are important services that they're helping us connect to. That's just sort of a dive straight into this search engine optimization, but it's a good way to understand why you need to have quality words on your website. Because for one, you've got to get Google to notice you. And then when the people get there, happily trundled over there by Google, you want to grab their attention. You could be author and this could be your landing page for your book. You want to tell people what it's about and who you are and you don't want to have a big price thing at the top. You want to intrigue people. You want to get them interested in what your book is about. You might be selling mosaics. Let's run with that theme. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. You've Googled, you've gone to the shop, you've gotten your mosaic supplies. Now you've made a beautiful product and you want to sell it online. You want to use words you like mosaic, but quality and artistic and things that will capture people's attention. To go back to the above the fold description, that was the most important news would get printed above the fold in the newspaper. Because when the newspapers were handed out on the street, they were folded. You still see it in the supermarkets. They're there and captures your eye right above the fold. So do you want to just explain that to our listeners, what the above the fold actually means? Because some people may not understand that term. Yeah, when you're looking at a newspaper, a printed newspaper, not an online one, it's often folded in half. It doesn't really work with ones that are rolled up and delivered to your house these days. (laughs) No. So when they're folded in half, above the fold is right at the very top of the sheet of the newspaper. It's the first thing you see. People will use that terminology now with websites. It's the top of your website. It's the bit that where you don't have to scroll. Yes, that's probably a better way to put it. You're already looking at the start of the website and you've got your list of options across the top usually, uh, what the business is, who the business person is, what they do, and maybe a little bit of start to get you scrolling. You've really got to think carefully about those words that you use. And there's also things around the website, the actual structure, they call it off-page SEO, which is the title tags. And we won't go into that because we're talking about words. But I guess really the very first thing you want to think about is what 
people to see. And I think often we would like to put a nice photo, you know, banner or something like a sunset or something like that. But really people want to see you these days. So would it be right in saying that you need to know what your end goal is as well? So if it's to sign up to like one of your services or one of your products, then that's the end goal. So the words should describe that, yeah? Yes, effectively. Definitely knowing what you want people to do is key. So what is the intention of this web page? Is it just to let them know about me? Is it to get them to sign up to a course? Are they booking an appointment with me online? You really do need to think about that at the final stage. What am I getting these people to do? And also before that, you need to think about who those people are. So who are you talking to? One of the first things I ask people when they're wanting to set up a web page is who is your target audience? Again, that's marketing jargon, but who are the people that will buy from you? And don't say everyone, Sue. (laughs) No, I wasn't going to. (laughs) I could share a story about that if you'd like. Well, we are heading down that path of how do you define your target market? So feel free to share your story if you'd like to. Yeah, well, I still know this lady, but she's a franchiser, a huge network corporation, and she was saying one time, you know, you have to be really clear and specific in what your message is and what you're looking for. She gave the perfect example. There was a real estate lady that stood up and said, I'm looking for anyone that would like to buy a house. So this lady went, "Mm, okay, no problem. I'll go and find you someone. So off she went and then came back week after and she said, I found someone. I've got a referral for you. I found someone. She went, oh, my goodness, that's fantastic. She said, yeah, he's a lovely gentleman. I had a good chat with him. He lives under the bridge and... I asked him whether he would like to buy a house. He said, I'd love to. So there you go. There's the referral. It's under this bridge and, you know, this is his name, Fred or whoever he was. I can't remember. And the lady went, well, he's not going to be able to buy off me. She said, well, you never said that to me. You didn't tell me that he had to have money, you know, or anything along those lines. You just said anyone that wants to buy a house. (laughs) He's someone that wants to buy a house. He doesn't have the money or the means, but, you know, he's homeless and jobless and, you know, you didn't specify that. That's what you asked for. And I think that's a great description or great way of describing how we can go very broad with our idea. And it's tempting. I don't know why initially, but it is tempting to say I'll sell to anyone because I can, because people will want my product. But it actually is much better to niche down as much as you can and get more people, less people, who want exactly what you've got to offer. Exactly. Fred would be out of that target market if she had said, I want young families, both working, that sort of description, giving a better idea of the type of people. Because I imagine real estate agents probably specialise in target market. Well, they would specialise definitely in target markets, but probably demographics. They might enjoy selling to the retirees or the first-time investors. Exactly. You need to know about your customer, what issues they're facing, what problems that they can't answer themselves so that you can answer them. And then you can be the source that they go to, the trusted source for information, 
And when they're ready to buy, they will come to you because you've already developed that trusting relationship with exactly. them. Exactly. I always spend time talking to people, as you said, what are we doing this for? What's the end goal? What do you want to happen? And who are we talking to? Because talking to a 16-year-old versus talking to a 45-year-old is going to be very different style and also depending on what you're selling. But also the other thing we haven't mentioned, which is very important as well above the fold, is using the right words again, is having a very clear call to action. And that is what step do you want them to take next? Is it to email you, to ring you? What is that? You need to be very clear. Yeah. Are you in the business of offering quotes? Are you getting them to download a checklist or a template? What is it that you want them to do? We're funny, we us humans, we do like to have process through and a customer experience. We like to have now we've been trained to receive that email after we've made a purchase because that gives us the confirmation oh yes they've got it I mean I do that every time I purchase online I go and check make sure it's come through they've confirmed it come out of the bank account they haven't just taken my money yeah that's right and if you don't get one or you make an appointment you don't get a confirmation these days you go does that work that's the kind of structure our society works well in so you've got to make sure that you provide that safe path for your customers And the fact that you get them used to opening the emails as well. Mm. They know to come to expect that you'll be emailing them so you've got more chance of them opening that email as opposed to completely cold call. Do you know I read every email I get to? Wow. Well, as a copywriter, that does not surprise me. (laughs) Even the scam ones. And I may not read them all from start to finish, but I hate having unopened emails in my inbox in case I've missed something. So I click on everything and read it. No, don't need it. Oh, I don't even read them. If I I look and go, no, no, that's not someone I really want to hear from. How did they even get my email? Delete, delete, delete. (laughs) That's how I know that this morning the toilet roll company, have you heard of Who Gives a Crap? They're uh, Yes. I love them. <laughs> they have a really good, fun message and also supportive community base. They help other communities build toilets and things. They got the AI chat GPT to write a poem about um about paper. Okay, <laughs> right up my alley, I've got to say, you know, AI Toilet paper, funny marketing. It was really enjoyable. Oh, I love it. That's so awesome. they'll be happy. But anyway, back to your website words. I think we've covered, so who are you? You want people to know straight away, who are you? They, you want your target market to be spoken to so they recognize themselves. Either maybe it's a question or do you need this or it's your purpose statement that maybe says who you work with. Then those people are recognizing themselves on the website. Another thing that's really good to have right up there is what makes you special. So you can often get that into your purpose statement on your website, but it's a kind of a why would I buy from you, which you can throw in. It doesn't have to be that obvious as well, but at least if you're in the business of selling things that other people are selling, you want to have something that stands out to the people who are coming to your website. Why? Very important. I love that, yeah, because, yeah, why would I buy off you and I? I can get it cheaper down the road. Yeah, that's right. Explain why you're the one they should get it off. Yeah, and for some reason people often think that people purchase on price, but we price conscious definitely, and I think at these times as well with inflation and things, you know, that's being lifted a little bit more. However, most people really want the satisfaction of having either supported a local business 
or done something that they feel good about when they're making a purchase. So it's not only just that purchase these days, it's helping someone like we were talking about with who gives a crap. You know, it's funny. It's a service you need and they're supporting other businesses. It's a win-win-win for them. Yeah. Well, I um, purchased something the other day and same, I went searching and I looked at a few different people that offered the same thing and I thought, "Mm," you know, and the one that I ended up going with, even though I'm not real happy with their website, yeah, it could be done a lot better. Maybe I should refer you. Sue. <laughs> and she was a bit more expensive than the other one. However, she was offering something that I needed. Mm-hmm. It was going to add value to what I was purchasing this for and what I was going to use it for. So that's what got me over the line to purchase from her mm. because of that one thing that the other lady wasn't offering. Yeah, this is a, another example of how people, their buying journey. Well, I think because we don't just go to the corner store anymore, we have lots of opportunities to buy in lots of different ways. You can, depending what you're purchasing as well, you've got opportunities to buy locally. You can buy from interstate. You can buy on Amazon and it's shipped the next day, you know, even though it's come initially from overseas. So there's lots of different ways. I took my daughter shopping on the weekend. We were going clothes shopping. She's just turned 11. And she was quite interested because we've talked about it a little bit, but she was quite interested in which companies had manufacturing in Australia. And she had never really mentioned that before. You know, you go to the big stores. We won't name them just in case. (laughs) And we know that their products are made overseas and cheaply because obviously T-shirts, $3, how could you pay anyone a, a decent wage on that but we ended up going to some stores that did have on their website that they were keeping manufacturing in Australia their t-shirt was $35 but she was happy to spend her money on that also it was a cool t-shirt because it was supporting Australians yeah and that is something that she can relate to even as an 11 year old that's something that I wouldn't have had access to that knowledge when I was that age and you've got to think now we all have access to that kind of discerning choice that we can make well and I've always said to people that with websites when you go to purchase something if you've got someone that has a website as opposed to someone that doesn't have a website you're going to go with the one with the website because you can go and research and check their website out to see if they are a good fit with what you're looking for so again this is where the words are important but also the fact that yeah you need a website to be able to actually get your business moving forward and continuing to provide that service. Well, that's social proof, isn't it? When people can see you've got a website, there's testimonials. That's another thing we haven't spoken about. If you're uncomfortable with selling yourself, you can let your customers sell you for you, get their testimonials of the service that you've provided or the product and put that up on your website. Yeah, I agree. I think I've told you this story when I was looking for cat doors, stupidly, needed a specific size one because of the colonial windows that I've got and so I was googling mad and it was actually quite difficult to find anyone who could do this certain size and I found a website that seemed to suggest they could make anything but there was no reviews there was no information about where the person was and there was just a mobile number and so even though It seemed to suggest that that's what I wanted. If they just had some reviews of how they were helped, then I would have given them a call. Yeah, exactly. In the end, I went, I just don't want to risk it because it's someone coming into my home. I'm just going to call a handyman. And my handyman ended up 
putting together some sort of crazy solution for me. So, but yeah, all of that is a long-winded way of showing how we make decisions. And I think as a business owner, when you're looking or thinking about your website, the first thing to think about is how do you operate when you're purchasing and what experience do you want your customers to have? So I think the very first thing is to think about, does your website say what you do? Is it easy to understand? Are you on there? Generally need a face these days. There's kind of no excuse for not having your photo on your website because it's so easy to do these days. Social proof, this is a real person. Yes. All of those things all will help your website be more successful. Again, it's I agree because if I see a face, I can put a face to the name of that business, I'm more likely to go with them as opposed to one that has no pictures of the person behind the scenes who's behind that business or has just got one, you know, like the typical social media ones where they're just grey or blue and nothing else, yep. I just won't go near that. No, and particularly in your area of working with authors, I imagine that once, you know, I do it, when I hear there's a new Jane Harper novel out, I mean she's a bit of a unique example, but once you get an author that you like their writing, you want to keep reading that author don't you you want to sign up to their newsletter you want to know that person by name you want to be told when they're next delivering their next book so that you can buy it yeah exactly 100 percent. so yes websites are important they are not dead no far from it <laughs> it is very important to have a good website if you're going to have your products out there and get them noticed and get your services noticed but the first thing i would start off with is working out who you were talking to, who's your target market. Very important. And I use my dog and cat analogy all the time. Your website's about dogs, but your audience actually prefers cats. Not going to work. No, they're bouncing off that website in no time. That's it. (laughs) Exactly. That's awesome. Have you got anything else you'd like to pass on to our listeners before we? I guess, look, let's have a call to action. If, (laughs) as we were talking about, it's always good to provide one. If you're not sure where to go, if this sounds like marketing jargon to you, work with a copywriter. You can work with me uh, to work out. Copywriters don't just write what you tell them to. They help you work out who you're talking to because they've done it before with other businesses. You can always contact me for a 45-minute consultation. We can work out what you need and take it from there. But I would definitely start with that, with speaking with somebody who knows what the area is that you're wanting to Awesome. And is that consultation free? Yes. Very good. (laughs) Anyone listening to this, you need to take CJ up on that offer because that's an amazing offer and well worth doing because you really do need to know who you're talking to. Exactly. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. All right. We will see you in our next episode. What's the topic we're talking about next time, CJ? Next time, we are going back to you, Sue, and how to tell your story once you have your idea. So we've already talked about how you get started, but we're going to talk more through the process of actually getting that story out once you know what you want to write about. Fantastic. All right. I look forward to that. Me too. Yeah, so until then, thank you for listening, guys, and we will see you in the next episode. Have an amazing day. Bye, CJ. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Full of Words. We hope you've gained valuable insights and enjoyed the journey with us. 
keep honing your communication skills for success and join us next time for more exploration of the power of language in business.